0: and Valdron. Classic Rock, 98.1. Not only is he one of the most legendary wrestlers in the history of WWE, but he also faced Undertaker in what is considered to be the most legendary wrestling match of all time, Hell in a Cell. That was 20 years ago. Mick Foley out on tour celebrating 20 years of Hell coming to London Music Hall on Friday, September 7th, and we are very stoked to have him joining us on the show right now. Gotta ask you, Mick, going into the Hell in a Cell match against The Undertaker, did you you have any idea that taker was going to throw you off of a 20-foot hell in a cell through an announce table
1: well you know undertaker and i had a really good rivalry um i think it's probably this match in 98 that made it legendary but he was my first opponent when i got to wwe in 96 and really put me on the map and so we had great chemistry but we never had a match inside this structure there'd only been one other you know uh, cell match in history, and so we were kind of exploring new territory. I was trying to live up to the standard that he set with Shawn Michaels, and I knew it would be difficult because Shawn's a much better and much lighter athlete than I am. And uh, I watched that match and realized I had quite a task in front of me, and uh, it took some convincing. I mean, every day I would ask to tell the Undertaker I wanted to start the match on top of the cell. Every day he would uh, shoot that down in a hurry. And uh, people say, like, why would you have to tell him the answer is, like, if I climb up there on top of that cell on live TV and he doesn't follow me, (laughs) you know, we're we're in a precarious situation there. So uh, it took some doing just to get him on board there. And then I kind of laid out a couple of crazy ideas. And uh, I guess I was a better salesman than I thought because we ended up doing one of them. And then uh, things kind of went off the tracks, and and that's I guess that's part of what makes the match so memorable is that things I'm working with this railroad thing I've never done before. It went off the tracks, <laughs> yeah. and then trying to rewrite things, you know, get them straightened out while one of the participants is no longer conscious. <laughs> yeah. Continue with a match on live television. You know, it was uh, it was uh, it was obviously memorable, and people are still looking back on it. Uh, but it was. Surreal in a way that allows it to stand up to constant viewings. So it's not like watching a snuff film.
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, not
1: that I would have any <laughs> idea what that is. But I don't think people feel bad about themselves when they watch it. I think they appreciate it, find it to be you know, inspirational.
0: You know, after the first bump happened, where you went off the uh, the cell, and you know, you went off on the stretcher, and then you got off the stretcher and started climbing up. Like the entire crowd in Pittsburgh was like, "Holy shit. This guy wants to keep going. And then right after that, you took probably the second biggest bump of your career. Did you have any idea that that cell was going to fly open when when Taker chokeslammed you on it?
1: No, but looking back, you know, I had uh, watched the uh, match with Sean and Undertaker, and uh, they were doing some really athletic stuff up on top of that cell, and it showed no sign of (laughs) damage. And yet when Taker and I were up there, our feet were actually going through the mesh, and twist ties were shooting off the... Structure, and I remember thinking to myself, like I don't remember seeing twist ties at that <laughs> last match. So there was looking back, it's like, man, what were we thinking doing a choke slam on top of there? And the structure gave way, and 42 seconds later, I'm wondering where my teeth went.
0: That one shot where the camera kind of wraps around you when you're kind of up against the turnbuckle, and it comes in in front of your face, and you see the tooth in your nose. That's probably got to be one of the most iconic camera shots in the history of WWE. But that was indeed your tooth up there.
1: It was my tooth, and uh, and Jim Ross said, "By God, looking at me smiling," and I wasn't smiling. I but uh, you know, as I came around and that cloud of unconsciousness began to uh, dissipate, I realized you know I had a massive wound underneath my lip, and I was thinking to myself, like, "This is a <laughs> the cloud is clearing." I'm like, if I could just think of a way to take my tongue, stick it through that massive wound and wriggle it. You know, like, I was still looking for the TV shot. Like, I was like, that's going to make for some great television. Man. And then you couldn't actually, you know, there was blood and beard. You couldn't see my tongue at all. But that's what I was attempting to do. And it really was an iconic shot. It did appear to be smiling. And people were like, they didn't know what to make of this human being. It was. It was iconic. I, th- I know that word gets thrown around a lot. But uh, one of the things that set this match apart is there's like, genuinely iconic moments in that one match.
0: And then the next one was obviously the thumbtacks, wouldn't it be?
1: In a bag, it was like 7,000. And no one knew what 7,000 thumbtacks looked like, so they had hundreds of them. And it's like, no, there were 7,000. And it had quite an impact. How many many do you think
0: were in your body uh, out of the 7,000 after you you got uh, bumped on there a couple times?
1: Well, you know, my conversation with the Undertaker, according to the Undertaker, went like this. When I walked back and I saw him, I said, hey, Did I I use thumbtacks? And he said there were like 200 of them taking up residence in my shoulder. Uh, So he's like, yes, yes, you did. So, uh, yeah, I guess a couple hundred stuck in there. Yeah.
0: And what did, like, I'm curious. I've always wanted to know when when you went back after that match, like, what did Vince say to
1: you? Tell you exactly what he said. He said, you have no idea how much I appreciate what you've just done to this company but I never want to see anything like that again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. And here in Canada, we have a huge McFoley following. We have a huge wrestling following right here in southwestern Ontario. So everything we just talked about, you're going to be talking about up on stage. It's the 20th anniversary of Hell in a Cell. So you're out on the road. It is the 20 Years of Hell Tour. You're doing 20 cities, including London Music Hall, on Friday, September 7th. And one of the things that makes this very exciting is uh, you're going to have a Q&A with the fans right following your show.
1: You know, sometimes, depending on the questions, they can lead to some stories I would have never thought of. Um, so you just dread when someone goes, what was your favorite character? You know, like, you know, the things that you've answered a hundred times. Yeah, so we're, for we're sure. counting on you guys in Ontario to, uh, to come up with some good stuff.
0: Thank you so much for picking London for the uh, 20 years of Hell tour Mick. We appreciate and, it man.
1: May I add hey, this is uh this is the largest venue on the entire tour. Is so. it really musical? Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh they're taking a chance, you know. They really uh they believe that we can uh just about fill that place and i hope i uh i reward their faith with a nice crowd
0: awesome hey we can't wait tickets are on sale right now Londonmusichall.com. mick foley's 20 years of hell tour full show talking about the legendary hell in a cell match in 1998 mick thanks for your time my friend we'll catch up with you on the 7th okay
1: Hey, sounds great. We'll see you on September 7th.
0: WWE Hall of Famer Mick Foley right there. Don't miss his 20 years of Hell Tour celebrating the 20th anniversary of the iconic Hell in a Cell match. London Music Hall, Friday, September 7th. Get your tickets right now, LondonMusicHall.com. The Ryan Valdron
1: Show on Classic Rock 98 1.